No matter how many of these I end up doing, I'm always going to think every way that I open is stupid. Uh, I have tried hello, I've thought about what's up, although that sounds old and stupid. I've thought about uh, doing the Mr. Rogers hello neighbors, or good morning, or good evening, or which makes me sound like an old school vampire. And, and all of that is just to say that I'm just going to start talking. I had planned, as I've said every week, on doing this earlier in the week. I don't like to do them back to back where tomorrow is the, the sermon. But it's been a really bad week for me, a really long, hard week for me. And so I'm just going to talk about that a little bit, because I think one of the things that we tend to not do is talk about what's going on in our lives. And by we, I mean definitely I am in that boat too. It's actually easier for me to talk to nameless, faceless, possible podcast listeners uh, while I'm staring at a little black Sony recorder than it would be to talk to a friend or family member, someone close to me. I do sometimes, but it can be very hard. I'm much more comfortable with texting, with with things along that line, where I'm not in that person's presence, which isn't to say that I can't do it. Uh, I'm much better on the other end, where I'm listening to people, where I'm helping, where I'm advising, where, where I'm talking in a counselor-type role than I am on the side where I have to be vulnerable, which again, it's not that I'm afraid to be vulnerable. I'm very honest about how I feel and about what's going on in my life, but it's just that one-on-one -on -one thing that can be tough and feeling like you're weak. And I think everyone that is listening to this, both of you probably understand that, it can be tough. And, and right now, we're in, what, day 763 of the quarantine where most of you have been out of school for a couple months now. Some of your schools are already over. And so even when you talk to your friends, even when you've been kind of close in a way to some of them, maybe physically, uh, it's not the same. Like, you've probably lost a lot of your routines. You've lost a lot of the things that made gave you comfort. Uh, youth group, you've lost that for a while. Not lost, but, you know, it's not there right now. In the forum that you like, I tried to do the the... Zoom calls on Monday and Wednesday, and I do a live stream message every week, but I understand that's not the same. I understand that for a lot of people, uh, it really truly feels like a loss. Uh, you probably have close friends that you can't talk to as much because you don't see them at school, because they have different lives than you, because maybe their phones don't work all of the time, whatever the reason. I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff going on. Today, I was driving around. Uh, every day, I try to leave for some reason, usually just to drive to a pokey stop because I'm really lame, but also am very competitive, and so I need to keep upgrading and building and things like that. And so I was just driving through uh, Liberty Center, and if you live around here, then you know where that is. If you don't, then it doesn't matter. And as I was driving through, I was not shocked, but very surprised in a way by how many people were there. There were people walking. There were people huddled together. There were people uh, eating together out on, on like a picnic area. And it was over the last several weeks and even months, there have been, when I've been out there, just a couple people. Uh, one, two, maybe less than that. And today to see so many, it kind of was like, whoa, I guess people are right that we really do immediately go back to the way things were as soon as we get the possible chance. Now, some of the people were wearing masks, some of the people were keeping their distance. But because we don't have an end date, because we don't see the numbers, because we hear arguments on both sides, because 
maybe people we trust, maybe people we we respect even are saying this is nothing. And because we don't know for sure, it's easy to just ignore it. Uh, I know that for me, for for my purposes, I kind of just ignore it. I am careful for other people, and I make sure not to be around other people for them. But for me, I don't I don't really feel any worry or concern. And so I'm sure that's part of it. Some of it is people just needed to be out, and it's a day, and if that, you have your mask on, whatever. I don't know. I mean, we could come back to this in several years, and some of the people who are saying we didn't need to take a quarantine break, we didn't need to be off this long, it would have been okay, maybe they'll be right or partially right. Maybe in several years people will look back and be like, hey, we didn't do enough. Like a lot of people died that didn't have to, and maybe they will be right. Probably it will be somewhere in the middle because that's how these things usually work. Regardless, I saw a lot of people kind of getting back to their lives. And as I said, I've had a difficult week, so that didn't really strike me one way or the other. It was just kind of annoying as I'm trying to drive around slowly and there are people everywhere. But I have had, there are a couple people who are very close to me, uh, friends that are like family, and they went through a tough time this week. One of them uh, had health issues, and so I went to help the other. And uh, I don't mind doing it. I love doing it. It was fun. But for me, I'm very much geared towards being on my own, towards uh, resting at home, towards my TV, towards my video games, uh, just me and Stevie kind of hanging out here to have that introvert lifestyle. And even though I in enjoyed it and was happy to do it, I was also happy when I got home uh, and, and when everything was okay for multiple reasons. And on top of that, uh, this week, as, as you know, if you've ever heard me before or listen to this, Stevie has diabetes. She's She'll be 12 this year, and so it's hard sometimes to tell what is a result of her health and what is a result of her age and, and those types of things. She has, if you met her, she appears to be young. Like, you would think she's a puppy, basically, because she's very happy and energetic and, and goes strong. And at home, she's like that most of the time, too. But lately, uh, pretty much over the past week, it's gotten progressively worse in her eating. She still eats all of her food. She doesn't throw it up, which is good. But to get her to start eating is getting harder and harder and harder. And the problem is I don't know why. She has a vet appointment next week, and, and hopefully it will be have something to do with insulin, and she just needs a little more or a little less or however it will work. But it's gotten to the point. It started with uh, she she would just kind of stop, and so I read online, and it's like, hey, sometimes dogs like if you heat it. And so I heated it, and she immediately wolfed it down, and she loved it. And then, you know, a couple days ago, and she didn't even like that anymore, and so I'd have to reheat it and, and move it around and add stuff to it and all of that. And eventually, like, we're to the point now where I have to hand her bits of canned food mixed with dry food in my hand, which is gross, but still... Uh, bite by bite until she eats enough, and then eventually she'll eat some out of the plate or bowl herself, and we'll get to the point where it's safe to give her the uh, in injection. I had been, for most of this time, dreading the injection just because I hate doing it, uh, but eating was fine, especially when I switched to canned food. A and so, let's say, for example, that I'm, I feed her at 8.30, uh, morning and evening, then by like 8.35, I'm giving her the shot because she's eaten and, and it's good. But now I'm having to start at like 8.15 and it's like 
almost 8.50 by the time I'm giving her the shot because of how long it, it takes. And there are times that I am upset and frustrated, and I'm sure she can feel that. There are times that I plead with her. There are times that I cry. There are times that, that I try so hard to sound sweet, I, and it is just a difficult thing. If you don't have a pet that is family that has been with you through hard things, that, that feels like a person to you, then you may not understand this. I know that there are people who roll their eyes at that, and it's like, well, dogs are different than kids. Obviously, dogs are different than kids, but it's not as different as we like to think. Now, a kid is going to grow up and become a person and all these things. Dogs have emotions, and they have spirits, I believe, and, and they are the only living animals that love only other people more than themselves like they don't have to consider whether they love you more than themselves it's just innate in them they they love and they they hope and they're faithful and all of these things and when you go through things with them they become family they become children and they're people that say they're dog moms and dog dads and they call their their puppies babies and that's fine if it bothers you hey it sucks to suck like that's i'm sure there's something you do that bothers other people we are all living our lives as best we can, hopefully, and doing our best. But anyway, I love her, and she's my family. Uh, she means more to me than almost anyone. And it is hard to watch this. It's not that it takes a long time to eat. It's not even that I have to hand-feed her. That's fine. I mean, I don't like doing it, and it's gross, and I have to wash my hands after and all of that. But it is the constant worry, what if she doesn't take this bite? What if she doesn't finish? What if I can't give the shot? What if the reason that she's not eating is worse. All of these things go through my mind, and so it's hard. And the shot is almost a relief now. I still don't super like it, but she'll sit there, and, and I'll do it, and it's over, and that's fine, because then the whole ordeal is over, so now I dread mealtimes. Uh, I'm going to try something else tonight, and hopefully that will work, and we'll see. Like I said, the vet is going... All of that was just to say that it's been a sucky week for me, and it's been hard, and I've had to deal with, despite the fact that people are congregating all over Liberty Center and probably other other places, I've had to deal with the fact that, despite the fact that some states are ignoring everything and ignoring their governor and their mayor and whatever and doing whatever they want, for the most part, everything that is normal for me will continue to not be there for a considerable amount of time. Uh, I take a vacation in August, obviously, uh, often. Uh, and and that is now in question. Uh, the NCAA tournament, as I've said, as you know, is lost. NBA season, who knows? The NFL season, who knows? Like, these things don't incredibly matter to me, but they're things that I care about. Uh, movie theaters, the gym, like, all of these things that, that make my life normal, that kind of help when I'm dealing with, with Stevie, with other problems, they're gone. Uh, seeing my niece, Beatrice, all of the time is, is not there. And, and Zooms are wonderful, and seeing her little face and smile is great, but it's not the same. Uh, not, not having youth group, not having church, it, it's not the same. Like, as I've said, I'm not great at being around a lot of people, but there are still times that I need that experience. And, and I love youth in a much different way. Like, I love church for a lot of reasons, but youth is is much different. That doesn't feel uncomfortable like sometimes being around a lot of adults does. It, it, it's what I'm called to do. It's what I love to do. Uh, playing games, eating, like doing all of those things, uh, hanging out with the youth workers, like all of those things are, are important to me and, and valuable to me. And so with those things being gone, all of the live streams and the Facebook lives and the Zoom calls in the world don't replace that. And I've talked about this before, but 
as other things pile up, it can get hard. For me, doing this podcast actually will help. Playing video games, watching TV, like these things are what I do, and I'll be okay. Uh, I have gone through worse. I will go through worse again, I'm sure. That's kind of how life goes. But I just wanted to take all of this and babble and, and go on and on to say if you are feeling any amount of stress or anxiety or worry or like you're losing too much, like everything sucks, like everything's hard, if you're going through some of those things, talk to somebody. Uh, I know, as I've said, it's not the same as being in person, but it's still good to get it out. I can tell you truthfully, like even saying stuff on a podcast, definitely praying, like these things help to to verbalize it, to say it out loud. Uh, I am one that believes texting is the same thing. There are people who don't, but having someone you trust to talk to, do it. Take advantage of it. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to share all of your secrets. It doesn't mean you have to talk to someone all the time. It, it doesn't mean you have to cry on someone's shoulder virtually. It, it just means if you are feeling lost, if you are feeling hurt, if you are feeling like you're breaking. Don't wait until that feeling gets worse. Don't wait until it's it's such a higher mountain to climb to do anything about it. Start now and talk and pray and, and do things that you love that you're able to do. And just remember that you're valuable. Remember that you are loved. And if you are feeling anything like I've talked about, even just recording yourself, recording a, a fake podcast. Now, this one's real, hopefully. But doing something like that, do it. Write a letter, write a journal, write a note. Don't hold things in so long that it becomes that much harder to get out. Because I've been on that side of things too, where before I was in the ministry, before I, I really became a, a stronger person in a lot of ways, I would hold things in to the breaking point and it really fed into my depression and it really fed into my anxiety. And so some of you deal with things like that. And so I encourage you to not wait. Uh, no matter how long the quarantine goes, no matter how soon or late businesses open again, no matter what happens in the future with school, with whatever else, take care of yourself by being the best you that you can be. And I know that sounds corny and cliche, but do it. And and trust people to help you, even with even if it's on a Zoom call. And then when we're back in person, you can do what you do. And, and you can hug and you can uh, talk all night. You can do all of those things. But for now, use what's available to you and don't let yourself drown in what you're holding in. Instead, you know, grab a bucket of emotion and help. And again, that's stupid, but I'm still talking and, and dump it out of your boat and talk. And that's what I would encourage you to do. That's what I have done. And hopefully I will be able to do that in the future. Uh, again, and I feel like I've said this almost every week. I hope that next week's podcast will be more lighthearted and fun. I have committed to just saying what is on my heart. I don't plan things out. I just talk. I hit the recorder and I talk and, and I hope and I pray and I say whatever honest things come out. And that's who I am. That's how I preach. That's how I talk. That's what this is about. So I hope that someone has gotten something from this. I hope that everyone is staying safe and doing well. And I will be back again tomorrow with the sermon and then next week with another Stevie side quest. And that's all I got.